This is a People First Radio podcast. During the First World War, soldiers living in trenches could spend hours or days standing in mud and icy slush. If they went too long without being able to take off wet socks and boots, it could lead to feet becoming swollen and discolored. Blisters could form, toes and entire feet could become numb from nerve damage. From there, gangrene might set in leading to toes rotting off and feet requiring amputation. The condition became known as trench foot. According to historian Tim Cook's book, At the Sharp End, there were close to 5,000 cases recorded in the Canadian forces during the First World War. It may sound like something that should be confined to the history books, but reporter Michelle Gamage was recently tipped off that there are Canadians experiencing something similar today. Hi, my name is Michelle Gamage, and I'm a journalist with the TAI, uh, where I focus on writing about all issues health-related here in BC. And recently, your reporting has focused on something called street foot. Can you tell me what exactly that is? Yeah, street feet is uh, this condition that people... Uh, develop when living street entrenched. It's a condition that people might be familiar with from history class back in high school because it's very similar to trench foot, which soldiers developed while living in horrible conditions um, in the trenches. Street feet is slightly different just because no one's living in the trenches, but essentially it's the same thing. It is uh, a condition that happens to your feet when someone is living street entrenched, so they are living on the streets, and just being outside And especially in the spring and uh, winter here in BC, that means being in the rain a lot. And when your shoes and your socks get soaking wet, most people can't wait to get home to kick off their shoes and put on some clean, dry socks. But if you're living on the street, you don't necessarily have that ability. So it's, it's having wet feet for very long periods of time and also being on your feet for a long time. So especially if you are street entrenched, This means that people tend to walk around and be on their feet for really long periods of time. When you are straight entrenched, you tend to be in fight or flight mode more or less constantly. So people will walk for three days nonstop um, just because there's no place for them to stop and rest and get off their feet. And also, if you are street entrenched, there are generally other things going on in your life, which mean that you might not be paying very close attention to the health of your feet. So uh, there's, you know, people using drugs, there's people being worried for their personal safety, there's lots of mental health issues that can lead to people living on the streets. So people are have soggy feet. Um, they don't necessarily have the ability to get clean, dry shoes on their feet, and they're always on their feet. And so this leads to a couple different things. It can lead to fungus and bacteria growing on your feet really easily. And then when you're on your feet all the time, you can end up with blisters or cuts or sores, which lets uh, fungus or bacteria get into your body. And if you're living on the street, your feet are often cold a lot of the time. You might be uh, dealing with other health issues such as diabetes. Or if you're a senior, you don't have great circulation, which can mean that it's harder for your body to fight any infection that gets into your system. If you are not resting or eating highly nutritious food, it's also harder for your body to fight off infections. 
And so what can start as blisters or uh, just very uncomfortable feet can actually end up with people developing gangrene or ending up with feet, toes, legs amputated, which is, which is not good. And it's a condition that can develop in as little as 48 hours. So it's, it's a, pretty big, it's a pretty, pretty big problem. And this is something that was also a big problem, like you mentioned, for soldiers in the First World War living in the trenches. And that's just going on today on the streets of our communities in British Columbia? kind of commonly what what is the scope of how many people this is potentially impacting yeah that's really hard to determine more or less if you are in the community here in bc and you have anyone in your community who is street entrenched it is possible that they are dealing with street feet it's not necessarily a clinical diagnosis there's no like central database where we are reporting on this but and the, the amount that people are impacted by this condition is going to depend based on how much it's been raining recently, based on how they are doing in their particular life. Just there's so many factors that go into it. Um, but think basically if it's, if it's been raining for, say, a couple of days, uh, it is possible that someone in your community is dealing with this. It's how I was first kind of notified about this. Someone just sent me a couple pictures of people who'd been dealing with this. I live here in Vancouver and... Uh, I was just so flabbergasted to learn that people could be dealing with trench foot in my community. That just seems so bonkers. And there are photos in included in your article in the Taiyi if people are curious and want to check those out. It's also pointed out in there that even folks who may have some form of housing might be be exposed to to conditions that could create street food. Can you tell me more? Yeah. So just going back to the different things that can that can end up having people develop street feet. Um, so it can be being on your feet all the time. It can have be having soggy, wet shoes. Uh, and it can also be not being able to clean your feet or put on clean, dry socks and shoes. So sometimes if people have housing, um, especially here in Vancouver, on the downtown east side, we have temporary housing called SROs or single residence residence occupancy rooms. Uh, and this is kind of like a, a hotel room. And sometimes it has a private bathroom and sometimes it has a shared bathroom. And as maybe you can imagine, if people are in um, transient housing, they don't necessarily take amazing care of their bathrooms. And so you might be dealing or sharing a bathroom with 20 people who uh, are not really capable of caring for or cleaning a bathroom. So I was shown pictures of a couple SROs where the washrooms were, uh, let's say haunted. <laughs> um, they were they were absolutely horrible conditions. The, the toilet and sink were beyond filthy and the showers had several inches of just murky, disgusting water in them. And so even if you uh, have housing, even if you have an SRO to go home to, you might not have a, a bathroom that has soap, that has clean water, that has a place where you can scrub your feet with soap if possible um, and just clean them once a day or clean your socks and shoes. And as you've described in our conversation so far, street foot or street feet can refer to maybe a continuum of levels of severity, but what are some of the the treatment options available for people that this is impacting? 
Yeah, that that's going to once again depend on what's going on. Um, if anyone is dealing with an infection, which you can identify if uh, if an area has a cut or or maybe a blister, and there's lots of redness or swelling around it, just going to going to a nurse. Almost any healthcare practitioner can uh, help identify different problems that might be going on. I got to speak with Bernice Buds, who is the CEO of Nurses and Nurse Practitioners of BC for this article. She's uh, a registered nurse and also trained as a nurse practitioner. And uh, she really stressed how how well a nurse can help people uh, tackle these health problems. So something as simple as soaking someone's feet in warm water. Uh, this gives the toenails a chance to breathe. This gives a person just a chance to sit down and have their feet in something that feels nice. It helps them relax. Uh, it might help them maybe open up and want to talk with a healthcare practitioner about other things that are going on in their life. Bernice talked a lot about how the feet are a great indicator for healthcare practitioners to just get a quick reading on um, how someone's overall health is is going on. But generally, like sleep and um, clean clean socks and dry shoes that fit because if they don't fit um, and you get blisters, that can that can further challenges. Maybe people need to get like antifungal creams or treatment if they have fungal infections, uh, proper nutrition so that people can um, help fight off any infections they might have, but really just a place to uh, be able to literally kick their feet up and take their shoes off for a bit, um, accessing accessing dry socks, clean shoes, um, the ability to have a second pair of shoes if possible. Uh, so that if one gets wet, they can switch them out. Because if you take your shoes off and put on a dry pair of socks and put wet shoes back on, it's not going to stay nice and dry for very long. Yeah, there, there's lots of different ways to treat it depending on what you're doing. But really just giving someone a place to rest, giving people access to somewhere where they can wash their feet, ideally with soap if possible, giving people access to clean, fresh pairs of socks and shoes, and just trying to connect people with healthcare services. Uh, whenever possible. You're listening to People First Radio. I'm Joe Pugh. I'm speaking with Michelle Gamage, a health reporter with the Taiyi. She's recently written about a condition known anecdotally as street feet, when people are unable to wash and dry their feet regularly, leading to health complications. And I imagine the answer to this will be largely tied in with what you've just said. But if those are kind of how any one person who's experiencing this can get help, is there something specific we could be doing as communities or as societies to address this beyond, you know, giving people housing? Yeah, well, housing would be great. Um, that's a that's a wonderful thing to be working towards. If we want to do something now to help people today, tomorrow, next week, um, there's a lot of places that are always accepting socks and shoes donations. One, one source I chatted with, Trey Helton, who's the general manager of the Vancouver Overdose Prevention Society, uh, talked about the Wall in the Mart special, which are just um, fleece-lined gumboots, um, which he says makes him look like a farmer. But after experiencing feet, street feet for years, he doesn't care uh, about fashion. He's all about function. So donating older pairs of shoes that maybe you don't use a lot, um, donating socks. There's lots of places that will very, very be very happy to accept those. Um, buying a new pair of boots or something for someone, also really great. 
And then if you, uh, if you live in BC, if you live in Vancouver, calling up elected officials and advocating for um, more resources specifically for uh, adult men uh, in the downtown Eastside core where uh, they would be able to go and shower and um, just, you know, clean their feet, clean their bodies and access um, some clean socks and shoes. There's not a ton of resources that are in the downtown Eastside core specifically for men. There, there's a couple, but they're, they're not exactly in the core, which means uh, if you are dealing with street feet and your feet are in pain, um, you don't necessarily want to walk several blocks to go outside of the downtown east side to where some of these services are. So advocating for more services for men where they can shower, donating um, old socks and shoes or buying some places socks and shoes would be great. And, you know, just in general, like acting compassionate to people who are who are street entrenched because they're probably going through a lot. And I think that's really representative in the fact that they can develop something uh, as crazy as trench foot. Um, and so maybe just stopping and chatting with people and asking how they're doing, you know, that can that can be a lot for some people. Was there anything reporting on this that that you really learned that stood out as maybe shocking or that you think will, will stick with you? I was really surprised by how strongly everyone felt shame because this seems like such a medical problem where someone's like, my feet hurt and there are services that I could go access to make my feet not hurt, even though I'm standing on them all the time. But because people are worried that their feet might smell, they don't go access those services. So that to me just really highlighted the complexity of problems that people are dealing with, where they're in such a crazy situation that might lead to them developing something like street feet, but then they're still there being like, well, I don't want to, I don't want people to have to smell my feet, drives them away from accessing what services there are. That just really stuck with me because it just highlighted like what a crazy situation people are in. So you're a health reporter. This is your beat. You cover stories kind of related to this all the time. Did you ever think you would be covering trench foot? When it comes to uh, to writing about health, which very often uh, includes writing about the ongoing toxic drug crisis and the neighborhood of the downtown east side in Vancouver, um, I don't feel like anything really surprises me anymore. Uh, just because the the amount of things, the really chaotic, horrible, incomprehensible things that people just have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I've just heard so much that something like Street Feet really, it's, it's not up there on the list of horrors that people have to deal with every day, but I felt like it was an important story to tell because Every single person can relate to the misery of being stuck in soggy, wet, cold, uncomfortable shoes every day. And the thought of that playing out for in people's every day, leading to a condition that can lead to amputation, that just really highlighted for me the, the, the like un discomfort that people have to live with every day. And when you're talking about the ongoing toxic drug crisis and people know people who die and overdose and have health 
health, negative health and outcomes related to overdosing and even surviving, something like street feed is, is really not the worst thing that people deal with, but, uh, what do you think that says, maybe, that you're talking about, you know, people could have gangrene on their feet and then it needs to get amputated and then you find yourself 10 seconds later needing to kind of qualify that with. Uh, but, you know, that might not even be a, a particularly large concern for people because this, that and the other thing are all maybe bigger, uh, more mortal risk factors that they're also dealing with on a, a day-to-day basis. Like, what do you think that says about kind of where we are at. I think where I keep getting tripped up is is there's so many different aspects to explain here. Like the downtown east side and the ongoing toxic drug crisis happening and playing out here in BC, there's so many different things that play into them. And um, so you you talk about like a lack of housing, but there's also a lack of mental health services. And there's also uh, increased police presence and there's street sweeps. And then there's uh, the, the toxic drugs and there's people, um, you know, there's there's the 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 impacts of colonialism and um, and just the the genocide of indigenous peoples. There there's so much at play in the downtown east side um, that like something like street feet. It's it's an important story to tell, but it's not the worst thing that people are dealing with. Um, and if you ever want to try and understand, you know, what people just deal with, just go talk to someone on the downtown east side. People are so friendly down there. Um, I like people talk about concerns of crime, and there there is crime. There's a lot of crime, but there's crime for people living in the neighborhood. You, as someone not from the neighborhood, are more than welcome to come and chat with people um, and just treat them as humans and ask what they go through. And that's what I do all the time for this job. And uh, you, the people, every single person who's living on the downtown east side in these horrible conditions is there because it is the least worst option for them. And that's what I really want to just, that's what I try and stress to people. Um, so when people are living with street feet, it's like they do that rather than go to the services that are available, which could help them. And there's reasons for that. And everyone's reasons are so unique um, and individual. And yeah, if you want to try and understand it, you just got to go chat with folks down there and they'll be very, very happy to, to tell you about it because I was surprised with how many people wanted to talk to me about street feet and how uh, out of everyone I talked to, there was only one person when I asked if they would take their shoes off and show me their feet who said, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> Is there anything else you think it's important to bring to this conversation today? Understanding that when you are talking about all of the things that are impacting the downtown east side, there is no single solution. Um, at the Tai, we talk about people calling for a regulated uh, drug supply. That is not going to solve everything. People talk about um, decolonization. That will not change the ongoing impacts of. Um, of our of our colonial state and the the impacts that that's had against indigenous people people talk about more need for mental health services and that won't change the trauma that people have lived through not having access to those services so when you hear uh, people talking about the downtown east side and something like 
trench foot. Understand that there is no easy solution here and there's a lot of people trying a lot of different things and we need to keep trying all of those different things and uh, pushing for every solution that we can find to help as many people as we can as quickly as possible. Michelle Gamage, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with me. Thanks so much for having me. Michelle Gamage is a health reporter for the website The Taiyi. You can find her article on Street Feet free to read on their website, www.thetaiyi.com. That's T-Y-E-E. The article is titled, Unhoused People Struggle with Street Feet in Rainy Vancouver. People First Radio, People First Media, and People First Stories are community media projects of Vancouver Island Mental Health Society and are produced in Nanaimo, British Columbia. The opinions expressed do not necessarily represent the views of Vancouver Island Mental Health Society or its broadcast, podcast, and social media partners. 